Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. This is the Weston Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Those texts are rolling on the Charlotte Men's Clinic text line 704-570-9610. We are still, we have lit up the text line with the city nicknames. Uh, We got Concord C-Town. I thought that might be one from Debo Run. (laughs) <laughs> I thought that that could be one, but I was like, that's so basic. Like, oh, yeah. No, so so here are a couple. Joey from Huntersville, as you mentioned. NASCAR drivers call Mooresville Dirty Mo. It makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. That sounds like something a NASCAR driver would say. We have a couple of other ones, too, that are legit. 704 said Rollywood, which totally have heard Rollywood. I've heard that before. Um, BB Red. BB Red. Okay. What's up, BB? Spartanburg is Sparkle City. Know that one for sure. We know about Sparkle City. Bad QB and TV evaluator writes in, if it ends in Ville, you can call it Vegas. Do you approve of that law? If it ends in Ville, you can call it Vegas? You can, but at what point does it start to get watered down? That's that's my question. Well, it, it is. I just don't know if we care. And 704 said Rock Hill was Rock Vegas, so it makes sense Tika K would be Little Reno. That is as good a uh, a good an answer as I could have imagined, to be honest with you. I like that. If it's Rock Vegas, TKK could be a little Reno. That makes sense to me. Okay, then that, that makes sense. That's what I thought. It would have something to okay. do with something being related to them being Vegas. And Charlotte Sports Dude can end this conversation by saying, hey, can we at least agree that Charlotte is the real Queen City and not Cincinnati? I say it all the time. I get very frustrated by this. <laughs> I can't stand it. Yes, Charlotte is the queen city. I don't give a doggone about no doggone Cincinnati. Yeah, we've talked about our disdain for Ohio at times. They're trying to take Steph Curry from us. They try to take first in flight from us, and they try to take Queen City. Just stop it. All of those are North Carolina things. Go find your own. That's my warning to Ohio. Like, I'm going to do something. Let them know. But that's my warning. Let them know, man. We're not trying to hear that. All right. Well, now, folks, it is time. Without further ado, for the campus Kona, let's go. Listen, man, is the tide changing in college football? Because when you look at what's going on, the number one and number two recruit from the ESPN 300 last season, both quarterbacks, Malachi Nelson and Dante Moore, both entered the transfer portal. Dante Moore announced last night he will be going to Oregon. So Oregon now has uh, him and Dylan Brooks has come over from, not Dylan Brooks, but um, Dylan Gabriel has come over from Oklahoma. But when you look at this now, this is rare to see players of this caliber, especially quarterbacks, going to this school. And we know these are NIL kids, so they got big bags to choose their respective schools anyway. But do we think that this signals a changing of the guard to where these top quarterbacks now going to places that have great access to the transfer portal? So if I go to a Florida State or I go to a Georgia where they can access the top transfer guys on the market and they know these guys can step in immediately and be contributors and I'm going to have to sit two to three years. Is this going to be something that we see? And Malachi Nelson that was originally signed to USC, he hasn't announced where he's going yet. 
But I just find it interesting now, and it's like it's almost taking the excitement out of recruiting because you get these commits and you don't know if you're going to have them from one year to the next. But do you think we're seeing a change coming with these quarterbacks that are going to start maybe going to some places that aren't necessarily the cream of the crop so that they can play and it can be their program? It, it may be. And, you know, I'm trying to think of somebody. It's not like we haven't seen this before. Maybe at this volume you could see some kind well, of change. But the in number the one and number two recruit from a previous year's class, just from 2023's class, to be in the portal already after year one, that's that's pretty wild. So I, I go to Justin Fields is the one I go to first. Now, you're not mm-hmm. going to a mid-major or anything like mm-hmm. that. You're not going to a lower power five school when you transfer to Ohio State. It's mm-hmm. quite different. But you do see a transfer when a top recruit can't get any playing time or doesn't get nearly as much as they would want or call for. Then it's like, okay, well, there's a lot of other schools that would love to have me, especially if a top-tier school like Ohio State, yeah, I'm going to bounce. And so is a Nebraska or is one of these schools that are you know, trying to get back to Tier 1 status or at least somewhere in Tier 2, are those schools going to be the ones that are able to be the biggest beneficiaries of this? Because now if you have the Alabamas, the Georgias, whoever that's going after these QBs, they have too much talent and they already have a QB in place. They can't hold on to everybody that might be a second stringer coming into one gear and they want to bounce immediately. Then I wonder if those other schools like, hey, this is still a really talented kid. We can still convince them based off of our tradition that we can reach the promised land. We can get to a top four or now a top 12, certainly, that is going to help them with the college football playoff. I just wonder what types of schools are going to be the biggest beneficiaries. And that's how we see Matt Rule at Nebraska land a really talented QB that decides to go somewhere else. That they did. They landed Dylan Rayola, whose dad, Donovan, was a big-time Nebraska player back in the day, part of the times when Nebraska was off the chain and a really, really great program. And so that's a big-time get for him because we know Kyle McCord was looking at going to Nebraska. He said no, which everybody knew once the report started to come in that Dylan Rayola was going to flip his commitment from the University of Georgia. He actually came here this season and played against Mallet Creek right here in Charlotte. He played in that football game. I was going to go to it. didn't turn out to be a very high-scoring game, so I'm glad that I did not. <laughs> but uh, I think the Malachi... Nelson is going to be the one to watch because if he goes to I don't think he's going to go to a group of five but it's going to be interesting to see where he lands because Dante Moore still went to a big time school in an Oregon but it is for these programs that can go and say hey instead of waiting on a freshman to develop I can go grab a guy right out of the portal these yeah. freshman quarterbacks now that are coming in with this pedigree can say hey I want to go somewhere else. Fiddy what say you on this map? I mean, I, I think it's just another example of how college athletics are. They're just not the same that they were you know, when you played, when I grew up, and what they were five years ago. And if programs are not willing to adapt and they're not willing to get the NIL funds, you're not, you're not going to compete at, at the highest level. Um, and ultimately, as someone that was against it when the portal became the thing that it was, I think it's good for the sport because this is as much parity we've seen in college football top to bottom since the mid-2000s. Yeah, I would agree with you. I like it a lot. And so now when you turn the page and look at some other news that's been going on in the portal, as I said, ex-Ohio State starting quarterback Kyle McCord going to Syracuse, coming into the ACC after throwing for 24 touchdown passes to six interceptions, uh, completing 65.8% of his passes. He's going to go 
to that Syracuse program. And a lot of people have talked about how with their new coaching hire coming over from the SEC, Fran Brown, that this guy's one of the nation's best recruiters. He follows up Dino Babers. But he's been getting a lot of kudos and saying that this guy's a tremendous recruiter. Syracuse could be a program that could be getting ready to come up uh, in the ACC because I think that this is a big gift for a kid to go from an Ohio State and come to Syracuse. That was one of the one of the surprises in the transfer portal, in my opinion. It had to be a tough a tough job for Kyle McCord, who goes to a school that has not only really good QBs, but top level, oh, they might be a first overall pick QB. You're talking about all sorts of QBs, whether it be Joe Burrow, who transfers out, but JT Barrett, and even just like what they did in college, but JT Barrett, Cardell Jones, and then you're going with some of these other guys like Justin Fields, who was able to get there. You're talking about excellent Heisman Trophy contender QBs, and Kyle McCord was not that. But he also wasn't terrible, Wes. He was Mm -hmm. pretty good. 24 touchdown passes, six interceptions. There were a few games where he had multiple interceptions. They did happen a little bit later in the year, and we know what happened against Michigan. But I didn't think that McCord was just flat-out terrible in that game against the Wolverines. He wasn't great. The two interceptions were bad, especially the one to ice it and allow Ohio State to win it. But McCord going to Syracuse, yeah, I think he could be one of the better QBs in the ACC, especially if you... like. I wonder if there's not to the level of a Bo Nix transformation. But remember, Bo Nix was not crazy highly thought of after, what, his first season with Auburn? Yeah. And then he goes to Oregon, and then boom, he's a Heisman Trophy contender. If he wins against Washington, he might just win it. And so with McCord, not the same kind of level, maybe a uh, a Sheen or a Timu, Kyle McCord or Bo Nix, if we <laughs> want to roll with that more. But certainly, I think, can be a really productive QB for the Orange. Yeah, and so also checking over the ACC, North Carolina, they already got Max Johnson, the quarterback coming over from Texas A&M. His brother, Jake Johnson, a tight end, is expected to come over uh, from Texas A&M as well. But NC State, look, man, they ended the season as one of the hottest teams in the country They've been killing it in the transfer portal. Getting Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina. They got Wesley Grimes, a kid I was very high on, not just because he has my name, but coming over from Wake Forest as well. So another Wesley from Wake Forest. How about that? Uh, They got offensive lineman Valen Erickson and center Zeke Carell. Uh, also joined from Wake Forest, Missouri at Notre Dame, respectfully, when I talked about uh, Wesley Grimes, the receiver, Valen Erickson coming from Missouri, Zeke Correll coming from Notre Dame. And we know that if anything Dave Doran can find, it's linemen on the offensive and defensive side. They already got uh, Juco transfer tight end Dante Daniels. And now they add Duke running back Jordan Waters to the fold as well. This is a big get for them as they've had in a while because they haven't had great running back play uh, in the last couple of seasons. Jordan Waters is going to automatically step into this team and provide them with a difference maker at the position, in my opinion. I think NC State is a team that looks ready to take off in the ACC. If you were in this era, I know you would be clearly very happy with the NIL package, getting the bag and all all sorts of that type of stuff. If your coach leaves, would you consider transferring to an in-state rival? Like, it, how, what I'm interested in is when this hits basketball, 
and how much are rivalry still a thing with some of these players in college football Money or eliminates basketball. all of that. That's it's, what I'm saying. What, what's the bag looking like? That would be my question. I would think North Carolina would be the Carolina only team that couldn't land you. way over. No, no, no. You know. Okay. Everybody's got a price, you know. I, Wes, <laughs> honestly, I'm very surprised. I did not think yeah, that you would have a price yeah, for the Tar I mean, if Carolina came head and shoulders in above everybody else money-wise... You can buy Listen, your man, fandom. I like Jordans. I'd be having a nice car in college, all of that. I okay. mean, that would be pretty great. Going to NC State from Duke, and it's not, I mean, I don't know how they are a rival, I guess, mm-hmm. but not, you know, North Carolina, NC State. You get the idea. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to know, when's it going to happen with a big old transfer in college basketball? Yeah. When you have an in-state where you basically go, whether go it's NC seven State miles or yeah. 20, mm-hmm. you know, and, and these kids want to stay in the same area. And if they want to leave the program but stick within the area, now you can, and it's starting to become the norm, or at least we're seeing the beginning stages of what's possibly a norm of these players deciding, you know what, I don't dislike my life. I just don't want to be here in the program, and I don't like dislike the area. I just don't want to play for a different coach if my coach decides to go to Texas A&M, and that's what Waters decided to do. Yeah, and so to give you guys uh, an update on Wake Forest, Demon Deacons, they've had some losses. Uh, they lose Jamal Banks. I really hated that one. Uh, Mitch Griffiths has wound up at Marshall. Uh, Justice Ellison is gone as well. He's now at Indiana. But the Deacons have gotten some uh, transfer pickups. They got Branson Combs, a linebacker that came over from Southern Illinois. They got an offensive tackle in Keegan Tross. He's a pretty big guy, 6'6", 300. I've been looking for one of those. And Hank Bachmeyer. Listen, when I first started working at ACC Digital Network, within the first couple of seasons, I remember doing the Boise State game versus Florida State. And he was a true freshman. I'm like, this guy is still in college. He's thrown for over 8,000 yards. He's coming to Winston-Salem. I want to see one or two more quarterbacks up on the board for the Deeks before it's all said and done. But, man, Hank Bachmeyer coming to Wake Forest. How about that? This guy seems like he's been in college for 15 years. Had the same thing. I don't think you were in when we talked about this on Weston Walker, but when we were going over it, I was like, wait, he's not at Boise State anymore, right? Because that's exactly <laughs> what I go to, and I go to that exact same game. Yeah. Because that was to kick off the college football season. It was one of the earlier games, if I'm not mistaken, when we saw him take on the Seminoles, and that's exactly what I went to.